All right, we are back on the Sooner Surge, and tonight we are doing something for the first time. We're talking purely OU basketball as we start this podcast uh, tonight. This is going to be something we're going to be doing from here on out for OU basketball. And so first things first, I mean, we have Brody here. Brody's our, uh, you know, he's our basketball guy uh, for OU basketball. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, you need to go follow him. Uh, and as well, you need to subscribe to this channel because this podcast for OU basketball is going to have all the information you need. If you're a basketball fan, if you're an OU basketball fan like we are, you're going to want to subscribe to this so you can get all the information on recruiting, transfer portal, official visits, practice reports, everything. Brody's got you covered. So, Brody, let's get started, man. Yeah, so uh, the first episode, we'll just kind of talk about the new 2023-24 Oklahoma roster. Um, and obviously, it starts with Milos Yuzan, a true freshman last year, averaged 7.6 points, 2.7 rebounds, and 3.0 assists. Um, shot 40% from three, but he didn't take too many threes. But, you know, this was a guy who uh, started a lot of games for the Sooners in his freshman season. He started 24 out of the 32 games uh, and played the point guard in all of those games. So uh, just for him to be able to get that much experience last year is going to be huge. He'll be the point guard again this year. That's not going to change no matter uh, who they've brought in. Yuzan's going to be the point guard. And, I mean, this is Yuzan has the potential to – get drafted this year, be the first Sooner drafted since Austin Reeves. Um, so, again, like he is, you know, I think everyone realized it last year that he has a ton of potential. Um, him for this team, he is the, like, you know, him and Otega Owe, who we'll get into uh, next, they're kind of the core for this team as far as young guys and, and returnees. Are um, you saying Are you saying that you think Uzan after this year may be gone? You think that's a high probability? It's a probability. I, I think my projection right now um, is that Yuzan will test the draft waters in this offseason, um, but uh, ultimately decide to come back, play here in the SEC, and then go get drafted. But uh, he certainly has the tools to do it. I think he could easily get himself a second-round draft grade, um, but I think then he'd decide to come back. But with Yuzan, I mean, last year he was good shooting the ball. A lot of it was off the catch, so you'd like to kind of see him um, – you know, get it off the dribble a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But he, we'll talk about him when we talk about uh, practice and how things have gone there later on. You know, we can talk more about using But uh, he is one of the uh, four or five five returnees on this Oklahoma basketball team. Um, the second being his fellow freshman, or na- now sophomore, Otega Owe. And Otega Owe, he really came on late in the year. Yeah, um, yeah. And he he was a bright spot. I mean, he averaged 4.8 points, 2.1 rebounds, and and 0.2 assists. But, you know, started – he played in 28 games, and he started the last nine games of the season. So, And his defense was really good. His defense and his athleticism – Energy. Energy are really good. And he was only a freshman last year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, another thing that stands out with Owe is, you know, I mentioned he started the, the last uh, nine games. In those games he starts, he actually averaged 8.4 points instead of 4.8 points. So he has a lot of potential, and I think a lot of Sooner fans know he needs to improve his jumper. Only shot 25% from three last year. His jumper, uh, the tools with it, he just has a little bit of a hitch in it. 
Um, and if he can just get that to be a little bit more smooth, um, you know, his, his jumper will get a lot better. But, you know, you mentioned he only shot – I said he only shot 25%. He only attempted four threes. So yeah. it's not like it was a crazy bad percentage. I mean, he had his career high night uh, in Manhattan against number 11 K State. He averaged, he scored 18 points. Um, that was the uh, second to last regular season game for the Sooners. And you see him put on a show like that. It's certainly very impressive. And to just bring him back and to bring Yuzan back, who in that same game against Kansas State had 20 points, which was his career high. Um, I think just kind of the way they played last year with more experience is very telling. And, and now you get them going into year two. They're going to be even better. Um, things are with Owe, like when he started to start games, the reason he started to do it is because just things were slowing down from him. for him. He was able to just use his athleticism and, you, and use that to his advantage, his defense, his offense. He's really good slashing to the basket. So he's got a lot of potential. I mean, and his defense too, like – just you cannot underestimate how important it is to have a dude like Otego away who when you play uh, a lot of these really good guards in the Big 12, like the Max Amos is at, at Texas and you play the Tyler Perry's at Kansas State, the uh, you know, Baylor's got a great backcourt, Ray J. Dennis. When you play them, you can put away on them and you're going to have confidence that he and he's six six two long on. Well, he, he can, guard, he can one guard pretty much one, one through four. four probably. Yeah. Yeah, so that's an aspect that uh, sticks out. And then uh, those were two of Oklahoma's signees in the 2023 class, both top 100. The other one was Missouri Gatorade Player of the Year, Luke Norweather, who actually redshirted last year. And he's he's an interesting player um, because he has really good height uh, at 6'11". Uh, that's what he's listed as. Um, he He's very long, um, and so – the red pick shirt, and pop, pick and pop type player. Yes, he's a pick and pop type player, and and part of the reason he redshirt, I Moser mentioned it. It's just uh, as far as like moving laterally, he needed to improve on that. But um, with with Norweather last year in a press conference before the end of the year, Moser hit on it, and he said that he was looking a lot better. So he he's just got more athletic and all that. He can shoot the three really well, and he has good size. Um, off rip. It's not a comparison, but uh, Kansas has a big name, Zach Clements, and I think that is the floor of what Norweather can be for the Sooners is a Zach Clements where he can come in, give you solid minutes, and hit threes. I think that's probably the role he'll take this year. But, uh, yeah, he's one of the returnees. He didn't play a single game last year, redshirted, and another one of the returnees, Yaya Keda, didn't play a single game last yeah. year due to having to have shin surgery. Um and he has played at Missouri. He played in 21 games for Missouri and averaged 1.2 points, um, 6.8 minutes on average. Uh, but, he, you know, he uh, 6'9", 240. He'll be a redshirt sophomore. He's another big that's just kind of interesting. You don't know. He's a wild card. You don't know what you're going to get with Yaya Keda. Um, But he's had a year in the system, even though he was hurt, couldn't really play. He learned, and he – the thing that's interesting, a lot of people thought he was going to be the backup big man last year. But he didn't go to the foreign tour because he didn't get on campus till July. Then he struggled in, with injury from July to around October. And then when he finally gets healthy, he goes back down. So if he can stay healthy, uh, maybe he can be another piece for the Sooners. And then, as I mentioned, Sam Godwin is back this year. Who, I, I mean, Pivotal role last year. Pivotal role as walk-on. Was he a surprise to you last year? Because he was certainly a surprise oh, to you. 
he was probably the biggest surprise on the team to me because I knew Uzan just from watching him in high school, he was going to get some be a good player for as a freshman. But Godwin totally shocked me to be a, not even on scholarship and play the way he did. But yeah. back to Kata for a second. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the guy that transferred from OU after Lons last year um, went to Marquette. What was Kirk Waith. Kirk uh, Are they similar players? No, no. Kata is not as athletic as Kirk Waith, and okay. he's not as tall. He's also not as long. Again, I, I really don't know. I mean, he might he might be very athletic. That's the thing. We haven't seen anything with Kata, and, and same with Norweather, too. Um, but with Godwin, you know, he – points, 3.3 rebounds last year, 66% shooting from the field, which is good. Um, He was the backup big man, and at at times, against certain matchups, he gave Oklahoma the best look last year as a walk-on. But then Uh, there was also times where obviously he was mismatched, and that's Mm -hmm. to be expected, you know. So Yeah, so we'll get into it. But, I mean, to me, when you have Luke Norweather, who's 6'11", my hope is that – when you know we'll get into John Hughley that edition, um, my hope is that when Hughley's out of the game, rest, foul trouble, whatever it may be, my hope is that Luke Norweather or Yaya Kata, preferably Luke Norweather because he's six eleven, can give a different look in those games where Sam Godwin is not having a good matchup. There's games where Godwin would just make really good plays in the pick and roll and make really good plays down on the block, but. Uh, yeah, those three bigs uh, returning. Those are the five players returning again. Milos Yuzan, Otega Away, Luke Norweather, Yaya Kate, and Sam Godwin. Three of those guys played last year, two didn't. Um, and again, so, it's signees. Uh, what? Well, I was just going to say, kind of, you know, you mentioned those five. Yeah. Um, so, kind of, I mean, tonight, today's July 12th. Long way to go before the season starts. But if, if you had to pick right now, starting five for OU men's basketball next season, who would you pick? And we haven't got to the roster yet. Yeah, that's a good question. Should we hit that after we get to the additions? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's wait till you go through the rest of the additions. Okay, so, so we, basically we got through five players there and only two, three that were really contributors last year. So let's move on to the the additions. Yeah, let, the let, yeah let's get to it. Um, I'll start with the first – we'll start with the transfer portal and then we'll we'll get into his impressive signing class. But JVM McCollum, uh, this is someone who averaged 15.9 points, 3.9 assists, 2.1 rebounds, and shot 43% from the field, 35% uh, from three-point range for Sienna last year uh, in the sophomore season. He started 25 out of 27 games for Sienna. He was also battling an injury, I'm told, uh, all of last year. But – I mean, he's just an incredibly exciting player, very shifty, a high-level scorer, a good passer, can shoot off catch, off dribble, three-level scorer, can beat you at the rim, mid-range, behind the arc. Um, He does need to cut down on turnovers, but he's really good in the pick-and-roll situation. He's just one of those dynamic guards that you kind of have to have in the Big 12, and and this is a guy, he, he can go out there, he'll give you 30 at one point, and he's, you know, very athletic and an exciting player. And there's, you know, guys who scout NBA very, very high on JV McCollum. At the time that the Sooners landed McCollum, he was a number 10 player in the transfer portal. So he is a very good addition. He, you know, playing in the Big 12, everyone knows it's the toughest conference. It's only getting tougher. McCollum is what you need in the Big 12. You need someone who can be a very exciting player. And, you know, also with McCollum, 
he's consistent. And that's one thing that Oklahoma's guards and not necessarily Milos using, you know, he was pretty consistent last year. But, you know, McCollum was very consistent. And Oklahoma played in the uh, ESPN events in- Invitational, which they won. Uh, they beat Ole Miss. Oklahoma did. Sienna lost to Ole Miss the game before that, and McCollum had 24 points on 50% shooting from the three and eight assists. So he has a lot of games where he, he'll he go out there and get you 30. He did it against Manhattan in their second-to-last game of the year, 30 points. Finished the season with 30, 22, and 24. That's very impressive. So he he is a big addition. addition, big addition, but in my mind, he's not the biggest addition for this team. The biggest addition – in my opinion, is John Hughley. And you ask me, if you ask me who's the X factor on this team, in my opinion, it's John Hughley. Um, and Hughley, it's interesting because he didn't really play last year. He played in uh, uh, eight games, and then he stepped away from the program to focus on his mental health. But in 2021, Hughley played in 32 games, averaged 14.8 points, 7.9 rebounds, and was one of Pittsburgh's best players. So you would hope he gets back to what he was 2021-22 season. Um, that's what the Sooners need. He's a good free throw shooter for a center, 70% from the line. Um, and What's his height? His height? Uh, I believe he's 6'9", 265. Is what yeah, he so played. not the tallest center. He, he's not the tallest center, but – is Look he a back-to-the-basket guy? He, he's pretty good back-to-the-basket. Oh, the basket. Yeah, he's good back-to-the-basket, but this is also a guy you can stick at the top of the key and can facilitate, play him at the elbow. He can kind of do it all. His three-point shot, you know, the percentage is not great. I think it was uh, – oh, it, I mean, it was great, 50%, but he didn't shoot many threes. I think he shot the single digits. I watched a little bit of his highlights, and just a comparison. Now, this – I mean, obviously not the same player, but – the way he plays, his style, kind of reminds me a little bit of Jalen Williams from Arkansas. A little bit. He's a little bit more – yeah, he has that that aspect to him. Uh-huh. He's also a little bit more – and Jay Will's loud, but Hughley, his game, is it pops a little bit more offensively. And uh, he just makes a lot of plays that are – I mean, I'm talking about 2021. He just made a lot of plays that are really good, and he's very physical, which is exactly what Oklahoma needs. Um you know, comparison, Hughley in 2021 got to the line 221 times. And Oklahoma's bigs last year between Tanner Gross, Jalen Hill, and Sam Godwin only combined for 229 attempts from the foul line. So, uh, you know, foul trouble was a big issue for Oklahoma this past season. Um, and they were already very thin at big, so it wasn't good. But Hughley, you know, he he only reached four fouls eight times and never got above that. Um, yeah. In that whole season, so he's very. That's a small. huge get too, because we all know yeah. transfer portal. He was, you know, also considering West Virginia, and uh-huh. even playing in Pittsburgh, that was very close to West Virginia. So big get. I mean, that's McCollum. You got Hoogley. Uh, go on with some others there for us. Yeah, next one is Rivaldo Soares, and this is a you know interesting one because Armand Gates got hired as the assistant, and he was a coach at Oregon. Then you get Rivaldo Soares a very experienced player who last year in his senior season started 33 games for Oregon, averaged 17.2 points, 3.6 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. He shot 38.1% from the field and 25% from behind the arc. Um, But he played 27.9 minutes per game for Oregon. 
Um, freshman and sophomore season, he played at South Plains uh, Junior College. He was the uh, Junior College Player of the Year. Um, and last year in the NIT, he totaled a career-high 21 points and 10 rebounds uh, for Oregon. But uh, as, as far as the type of player as he is, I mean, he he's a playmaking wing, not necessarily a scoring wing, but he'll he'll playmake for you. He'll he'll facilitate. He will shoot off the catch. He will knock him down, but he's not not going to make too many shots off the dribble. Um, maybe he can change that, but you can also put him at the high post. He is, you know, almost like a Swiss Army knife for this team. He he's very versatile. Six six slasher, slasher. Yes, and defender. I'm I'm going to throw a name out there. It's earlier than you you, you were even. Around, but for OU fans, I, I would probably consider if anybody remembers Darian Selby, um, very similar, I think, type player. Uh, very good slasher, athletic, uh, can pass, can facilitate, can make plays when he's in there, basically. Yeah, he's just going to be one of those guys that you trust to put in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can use him in me. I'm excited to see how Moser uses him. Um, but that's a good addition for this team. He'll be very solid. And then another one. And I think one of the most underrated additions on this team, Latrey Darthard, uh, from Utah Valley. All right, thirteen point eight points, three point five rebounds last year, forty two percent from the field and thirty five percent from behind the arc. He started in all thirty seven of their games, and uh, against Southern Utah, he had a career high thirty one points, so he can fill it up. Um, and in that game that he scored thirty one, sixteen out of his thirty one points came from the free throw line. He was all whack first team last year and whack all defensive team. He's six four and one eighty pounds. Um, just he's gonna be, you know, the type of guy where you can bring him off the bench, which is I'd imagine where that'd be. Um, you can bring him off the bench and he's gonna be ener- he's gonna be an energy guy, not just on defense, but offense too. Um, he wasn't too good shooting off the dribble, but he's a good passer, gets to the line and can shoot off the catch and is a great defender, which that's the most important thing. He's another experienced guy, so he's senior. So just having him, mm-hmm. it's just another guard. That's what they need. They needed that guard off the bench, losing Bijan Cortez. He's going to be the backup point guard or the you know however you want to look at it with three guys who can play point guard. He'll be one of those three, and he's going to play a lot of men's for the Sooners this year. And then where it gets really interesting is their fifth and final transfer portal edition so far, Jalen Moore. And, you know, at Georgia Tech, played in 32 games, started 15. Uh, that was his sophomore year last year. He averaged 7.6 points, 4.7 rebounds, shot 43.1% from the field. Um, he's a very interesting player. He's a slashing wing, um, very good around the rim, excellent rebounder, um, good shot blocker, good defender. He only shot 11% from downtown, didn't take many threes, but the form is there. And we're going to talk about practice. Yeah, um, we'll get to the practice uh, report here in a bit. We'll I'm get to that. Got some things on him. There's a lot to say about Jalen Moore. In fact, I'll just save it for the next two things we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, a lot of potential there. And then Caden Cooper and Jacob Cole. Yep, the um, new guys. Those are both. Top 100? Yeah. I mean, can't uh, go wrong Cooper, there. Or not. Jacob Cole is a um, – he won the national, the Geico National Championship last year at Link Academy. Um, yeah, and, and Caden Cooper was rated 62. 
Um, he, you know, from Georgia, but he's actually from Oklahoma. He would have been the best player in Oklahoma, at Oklahoma, or in the state of Oklahoma. He's very athletic and uh, 6'5", 180. I think he's actually 6'6", but um, he is the type of guy where I don't know if any of y'all saw the most recent video um, that Oklahoma basketball posted, but that dude went up for a dunk and he almost hit his head on the rim. So he is a type of athleticism where he's going to play. I mean, there's no, he's going to be on the court game one against Central Michigan. He will be playing. Jacob Cole, I feel like a lot of people are uh, – they're kind of a little bit too low. You know, they're sleeping on him a little bit. Jacob Cole, he's a lefty. Um, Moser went out and got him very soon. He's from Bellevue, Texas, but he transferred to Link. Jacob Cole, lefty, he can knock down the three at really well. Um, needs to get a little bit more consistent, but he can fill it up from there. He's more of a power forward, can play the three. Um, and then Caden Cooper, he's a two and a three. So, those and, and Cole's athletic too. Um, I think Cole has a lot of potential. He'll be really good. I don't know how much he'll do this season, but he'll be really good in time for the Sooners. Um, but just two athletic, good additions, very solid players who can contribute this year if need be. So, so there you pretty much have the roster, OU fans. And so we're going to move on here. But before we do, please hit the subscribe button. You're going to want to know when we re- release these videos. And also in the comments, you know, we've got a few names where we're hashing out for this podcast for OU men's basketball. But if you got a good name for us, drop it in the comments. Uh, we'll review them and kind of see see where we're going to go with this. But as we move on, Brody, like I said earlier, it's July 12th. Got a, got a few yep. months away before we get into really talking basketball. But if you were to pick your starting five right now, out of those guys we mentioned, who are you going with, starting five? One through three, I'll go Milo, Suzanne, JV, and McCollum, and Otego away. The five, I'll go John Hughley. And at the four, I you know, asked me this a month ago, and I'm going Rivaldo Swords because it's a safe pick. I think Jalen Moore is going to start at the four. Wow. Um, and, you know, then off the bench you have Dart Hard, Godwin, Soares, Cooper, Cole, Norweather, Kata. All of them can provide minutes, but the main ones will be Cooper, Dart Hard, Soares, and Godwin. But, I mean, just with Moore getting into what we're going to talk about next, which is things that, you know, they started practice, things that we, you know, things I've heard from practice, Jalen Moore – is one of those guys that wows you. And he's been one of the, if not the most impressive player on this team, not just on the court, but in the weight room as well. He, do you think it's do you think it's a thing where they got him as a transfer and they're they're now seeing that wow, this is he's he's better than I thought he was? Is it one of those type deals? He, you know, they knew he had potential. His jumper, and that's where I think he's he's incredibly athletic. Very good on defense because think about it. If you're going to start Owe and Moore, that's two athletic, long dudes who can all – I mean, Moore can guard the two, three, four. Owe can guard the one through four. That well, is, well and we, we had many uh, arguments last year after games and just hashing things after games, and always the same issue was not athletic enough, and they had defensive liabilities. And really, this is Moser's third year – and I would say he's yet to really have a defensive team that he can put out on the floor that's athletic enough to do his defense and uh, and play defense the way he likes to. Would you agree? 
Yeah, I'd agree, but this team is going to be a lot different than any of the other teams because of the play style. They're not playing the same way. That's what I was going to get to next. Yeah. They're what not, have you heard about that, bro? That, yeah, I've heard that that style is – you're not going to see it offensively. You mentioned they're more athletic. This team is going to be – they're going to play with one of the highest paces in the Big 12, I'd expect, in the country. Really? JV, Are we talking Billy Ball? Are we talking Billy Ball? They're going to go fast. JV McCollum went fast and – also, his defense is really good. That's a very underrated defender. He'll pick up from half court, dog mentality. But they're going to play a lot different. They're going to play way faster. They're going to push and transition. And, you know, I think it's interesting because, you know, Oklahoma basketball, when they sign a player, they put out their um, – they put out their little thing about – Moser puts like a brief quote about the player. And I heard – I've heard that they're going to change the, the tempo, the style of play and all that this year. It's one thing to hear from someone, but it's another thing for Moser and about every single one of his, you know, brief little excerpt, excerpts or no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, brief little, you know, paragraph about each player. He mentions he's going to fit our new uh, tempo, our new pace, our, our new style because he's very good in transition. And that's me, that. that tells me all I need to know. Because there's times when they just went way too slow, and you, well, you just got to let the athletes play. And I think Moser realized that, um, and he's you know changing it this year. And when you have this many athletes that can defend, you can also score a lot of your points off your defense, which exactly. that's going to help. And Jalen Moore is someone I think and it's an if, it's an if, if that jumper, because you know when you watch his jump shot, the form is actually really good. He just didn't shoot it much because he wasn't too confident with it. But I think Jalen Moore can be one of the best players on this team. I'm not the only person who thinks that. Um, he has just so much potential at six seven, great length. And I think a lot of people, when they landed him, no one was expecting it at all. When they landed him, people just said, well, he'll be good for bench depth. But no, I think Jalen Moore is going to start on this team. He's been one of – the most impressive players in practice. And speaking of practice, I mean, yeah, Jalen Moore's wowed people, um, wowed his own teammates. But Milos Jusen has also put on good weight and, uh, you know, worked on his form a little bit, which is good to hear. Uh, you know, this is maybe – this is the most athletic OU team in a long time. Long. Going back to what? I mean, did you have – didn't you have maybe somebody tell you it's athletic since uh, the heel days or something? Yeah, multiple people have said that. You know, the athleticism they had back then, it's comparable to that. Um, but yeah, this is just this team's just gonna play a lot different, and that's good because in the Big Twelve, the way they played, it, it, it you have to have the exact perfect fits to win games that way. Well, in all reality, though, you know Moser, it worked really good at Loyola Chicago, but. When you get into Big 12, like we've talked about, it's a different animal. And yeah. unless you have, I mean, to play that style, it's just you got to have the exact puzzle pieces. And if you don't, it just doesn't work. And kudos to Moser for going out, going to athleticism, maybe going to run it a little bit more in transition. And yeah. you know, he's got to have a good year. Moser's got to make the tournament this year. We all agree. Everybody watching this video, you all agree with me. Moser needs to make the NCAA tournament this year. So yeah, yeah, and we're going to talk a lot more on this basketball version of the Sooner Search. We're going to talk a lot more about the pace of play. The you know, I'm very fascinated to see how they're going to use Jalen Moore because if he changes the offense, maybe you won't see a Jalen Hill role, but maybe you'll see something comparable to that because their numbers 
more sophomore numbers and hills. They're they're very comparable. But um, yeah, I think we we've spent thirty minutes talking about the roster. Now we can kind of move into um, and one more thing about practice. I've heard that all four bigs have looked good and have fit the scheme so far for how they're going to use their bigs, which is good to hear. Luke Norweather, there's always kind of been a buzz around his name, um, but I just kind of would like to see it first before I you know buy into all that. But I think certainly he he could take away. He could take away from Sam Godwin's minutes at backup center for yeah. sure here. But getting into recruiting, this was the single busiest week it'll be for Porter Moser um, until next year at this exact time. So those of you that know a lot about, um, you know, AAU basketball, uh, Peach Jam is the biggest mm-hmm. summer basketball event, and that's EYBL, and then uh, Adidas 3SSB had their championships also. So Moser was out to watch several um, targets on Friday. He was uh, at three. He was at the 3SSB championships. He watched Michael Robinson and Nick Cody, and then he went to watch Robert Miller as well. Um, those are all top 100 players. Um, and then he went on Saturday the next day to North Augusta in Georgia. He was in South Carolina on Friday. North Augusta in Georgia on Saturday. Stopped by to watch uh, Center Offer, who visited Aiden Sherrill, um, who scored a team with Moser in attendance. He watched five-star top seven player Liam McNeely. He watched Dayton Forsyth. And then we'll get into more of the 2025 offers because Moser watched Team Griffin's 2025 team. And, uh, yeah, he, he sent out some offers there. He watched Dayton Forsyth play. So he saw a lot of the – all really all of the main targets. And he I think he watched Team Trey Young on Friday. We'll have to ask about that. But, uh, yeah, and as far as those guys, you know, with Liam McNeely, that's a top seven player in the class. Texas is by far the leader there. Indiana's in there because they have an OV, but Texas, their staff is gaining gaining confidence, I'm told. But McNeely loves Porter. Porter's been on him since eighth grade. Um, I just, you know, I'm not going to put anything into that until Oklahoma gets an OV. Um, but Oklahoma did get an OV from uh, Aiden Sherrill back in May, and he was one of the most impressive players at PGM. He's seven foot, but plays kind of like he's, you know, guard. Like you've seen the modern day big man has changed a lot. And Cheryl mm-hmm. is kind of that. That's what he is. Um, he's he was very impressive. A lot of the national guys will tell you that he was, you know, one of the best players at, at Peach Jam. And he averaged uh a good stat line. His his stat line at Peach Jam, uh, they made the championship. He averaged 14.5 points, 5.7 rebounds, uh, and one steal per game on 62% shooting from the field, um, and he helped them make the championship game. He visited uh, Oklahoma on May 4th. He took a visit to Ohio State, and he'll visit Alabama and Michigan State. So the five teams for Aiden Sherrill right now are, and I, I'm the first one will be in order. The first one is going to be Alabama. They're the clear favorite with Aiden Sherrill. Everyone else has to kind of catch up there. Um but then you got Michigan State and Oklahoma who are right behind. U- UNLV is making a push. Um, he's from Las Vegas, from that area. And then there's Ohio State. So just very, you know, Oklahoma's in there, but they're good. They got some work to do there. Um, but with Dayton Forsyth, 
He just got a Villanova offer, so that makes things a little interesting. And he's going to get some others, too. He'll get more, yeah. He, he's someone who's very underrated, number one player in the state of Oklahoma per, per 247, um, and he visited the Sooners this summer. Um, that visit re- went really well. Both his parents went to Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma, from Dale. Um, he was very impressed by PGM. 14.7 points, 2.8 assists, 4.1 rebounds on 42% shooting from the field, 37.8% shooting from behind the arc, yes. And then the impressive finish, you know, Moser, like I said, watched him. And in the game, Moser watched 28 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, and two steals. This wow. is someone who's very underrated. He has good height, but I think he's 6'3". Um, he visited Oklahoma again. I, Oklahoma is the leader there, but he's going to get more offers. Um, I believe Oklahoma's the leader. He's going to get more offers. He's very, very underrated. And he did all that the like before Peach Jam. He got stitches in his mouth. So this dude is just – and he's very good on the defensive end. So he is one that you would say that is a you know a David Stone in football. You got to get David Stone. Must yeah, learn. state of Oklahoma. Yes. Well, Dayton you know we all know that state of Oklahoma. Of we all know this number one player last year went to K State out of Oklahoma. You got to you got to win these battles. You know, nah, nah, David Castillo's in the same class, um, but he's well, he's going not, to K State. He's in the same class as Forsyth, but he's technically in the state of Kansas now because he moves schools. Number I, one player I, in the state of Oklahoma. Technically, last year because Caden Cooper transferred, would have been him, but I guess Brandon Garrison. But I yeah. get what you're saying. You got to get this dude because he's the number one player in the state of Oklahoma. Have to. Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a tough battle, but I like where Oklahoma's at. I'm, you know, he plays this weekend. Moser's going to be down there in Dallas too. Um, I, hey, I'm yeah. I, I got a random. This is a question. It's, it has to do with recruiting too, though. Yeah. We all know, and in, in, as we cover football too, that, that the move to the SEC in football is just massive for OU. Mm-hmm. But we all know how great Big Twelve basketball is, and even more great, better, even when you got Houston and these other teams coming in. So, does the move to the SEC in basketball what what effect does it have in basketball, in your opinion? I'd say it, it probably has a positive effect. Um. And I see what you're talking about, about about the Big 12, but the SEC, I mean, it's a good conference too. Playing oh, yeah. against Kentucky. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. SEC and the Big 12 are the top two conferences, and just the SEC yeah. has the name too. So I, I, the SEC and Big 12, I don't think there's much of a difference. If anything, I mean, Oklahoma's can say uh, right now, hey, we're, we're going to go to the SEC and, you know, we're going to take a jump next year. That's one yeah. year we, we really want to take a jump. So, yeah, Forsyth, Cheryl. Uh, very impressive. Um, and then yeah, some news about some guys setting up official visits. Yeah, Micah Robinson and Robert Miller. Um, Micah Robertson, Micah Robinson can't. He he told me that he's going to get his visits locked in, set up. Um, at the end of the summer, so then you'll get an official date. That's the same with most of these guys. He, uh, I yeah, he's setting up a visit to Oklahoma. I've heard. So that's one. Robert Miller is another top 40. He's a top 40 power forward. He has visited LSU and uh, Colorado. LSU is going to be really hard to beat. He's got ties from there. Uh, but he is setting up a visit to Oklahoma. So those are two top players that are one. Um, Nick Cody, I don't know too. Yeah, I haven't heard too much about that. But him and Michael Robinson do go on a lot of the visits. And Moser was just in to watch him. And then Dylan Batie. Um He'll take a visit to Oklahoma. He told me he hasn't. That's not official yet, 
Um, but he's going to take a visit. So that's very interesting. That's a very interesting one. He's a six, nine wing. He, and you know, he's still getting really better team Trey young. And then his teammate, Bo Aldridge, uh, he told me that he's going to get his visits locked in after summer ball is over, which their last weekend is this weekend. So we'll know more about that very soon. But I do think Oklahoma's, you know, pushing there. It's very under the radar. And I think they probably will get a. I have a hunch that they're going to get an OV from him. But I will be able to update on that situation more. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of guys who they could get OVs from. But those are the main ones. Uh, not really a lot of guys who they could more so there's a lot of guys who maybe you land an OV like a Liam McNeely, which that would be huge, but I, I don't really see that happening too much. Even though he does love Porter, I still won't put too much stock into it. And then 2025, you know, I mentioned Moser watched team Griffin in 2025 at Peach Jam, and he sent out two offers on that team. And he's been in contact with multiple people on that team. I've been told he offered Jalen Dean Vines and Jalen Dean Vines. That offer was actually his first uh, power five offer. His only other offer was, I think, UTR Arlington. Um, but he, you know, very talented player. Jalen Dean Vines, 6'4 combo guard. Um, I don't know if any of y'all remember Trey Slate from back uh, in the Buddy Heald years. He was a walk on. He's their coach. And uh, Jalen Dean Vines is a really good defender, which I think caught Porter's eye. But he also shot over 40% on 100 attempts from three. That's good. That, that's very good. And then his teammate, who's from Putnam City, uh, Putnam City, 6'8 forward, Caden Rayfield. This was a long overdue offer, got made. And uh, Oklahoma, that's a recruitment that they're going to be very involved in. Um, he's very talented, 2025. He's kind of like a – he can shoot the three. He can, he can do it all. He he really impressed in Peach Jam um, nationally too. So he, he's going to be, you know, wing forward, shooting it well from three. He'll be very good. That's a good offer. They sent out a lot of 2025. Patton Peekins was one who averaged 17 in Peach Jam. Um, they're in contact with Cortland Muldrew from that same team, Griffin team. C.J. Nixon, maybe he eventually gets an offer from Oklahoma. He's been, you know, earning some. And then, you know, I mean, they just – they kept sending him out. They sent one out to Terry Burgess from, you know, he – from Arkansas. He He's going to go to Arkansas. I'm very confident about that, so I wouldn't re, really read anything into that offer. Um, But, yeah, the main offer sent out was Caden Rayfield, Jalen Dean Vines, and then Patton Pinkins, and those are all very solid players. Um, and then they offer 2025 6'4 shooting guard Jalen Holland from Los Lunas, New Mexico. So just some new offers coming in um, basketball-wise. And then, obviously, the visits. Yeah. One, Dylan Batiste is going to take a visit to Oklahoma. Michael Robertson and Robert Miller are working on that and should have that finalized. So, yeah, I mean, good recruiting news for Moser. There you have it, guys. I mean uh... – a lot of information there, a lot of recruiting information, a lot of roster turnover. Uh, but once again, that gives you kind of a rundown of the team going into this year and also who they're looking at for 25. So so make sure you subscribe to this video. Please comment on a name we can uh, – if you have a good name for this podcast. we got a few, like I said, that, that we're throwing out there. But you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to this podcast, especially Yogi basketball fans. I know – 
you know, the OU basketball fans, we are due a great season, right, Brody? I mean, it's been yeah. a few years, I mean, that we've been in the tournament. So this – I feel like this could be a good year for OU basketball. So please subscribe to the videos, subscribe to the channel. And once again, Brody, thanks for all the info. Uh, really appreciate it. I know you really stay in touch with the practice reports and, and uh, talk to those guys and everything. So really appreciate the information. And uh, till next time, guys, Boomer.